Hey everyone, my name is Megan and welcome back to the What's Your Why podcast. This episode is the first episode that's a part of the What's Your Why newest segment, Real Talk Tuesdays, which is basically a space every second Tuesday where myself and my best friend Aaron come together and pick different topics that matter to us and have unfiltered conversations about them. To start off this week, we thought that we'd give a bit of an insight into our friendship and then we move into a conversation about real healthy friendships and toxic friendships and how we've come to tell the difference between both. But yeah, thank you so much for clicking on to this episode. We appreciate you. Now let's get into it. How did you feel when I asked you to be a part of this segment of What's Your Why? I was very excited because I could touch on all the terrible points in our friendship, but now that you're okay with me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I was excited when you asked me to do this because I honestly thought not to be big headed, but like there's no better person to do it with. Because, you know, we can speak, we speak very freely. We speak very open and we like to have nice conversations because we've been friends for like what 11 years 11 years yeah like every friendship and stuff has its ups and downs but why don't we start off by just like giving an insight into what our friendship has been like over the years okay let's do it i'll take the reins here and by taking the reins i'm giving them to you (laughs) (laughs) i've definitely met my soulmate in our friendship other than my two little sisters like there's probably not a lot of people i feel like i can be as much myself around the way i can with you our friendship has had its ups and downs in the younger years we were very much reliant on each other even in school and stuff we were known as two halves that made up one whole then as we became older teenagers we definitely struggled with finding our individuality and then we separated for a while when you went to college and I went working full-time we found our way back I think it was like pretty much after my mom died wasn't it it was because I remember it at around the time of your mom died I, I felt so bad because I was like I'm showing like I'm showing up to this funeral to support her but I know and she knows that we thought when this day came that I would be like you know there right before but I wasn't like that's like the first time I'd seen you in so long and it was so weird I was like I'm right now in this room I'm not the closest to her that's crazy for me we're like a duo a two-pack I buy one get one free <laughs> you're the <laughs> one I'm I'm the free one. (laughs) Well, it's nice to have that companionship to go through school with. School's a hard time. I think it's nice that we did have that. But I think when we kind of grew apart and you did your thing and I did my thing, I went off to college, I met new people, I did different things. I I still saw you, but I saw you way less. I think that was a great time for both of us because we both grew into ourselves as individuals and we weren't a duo anymore. And then we found each other years later. Well, you're fine. We just reconnected to what we were before. And now we're like just as compatible. The companionship is just as strong, but we're so sure of who we are as individuals. And I think that's amazing. I didn't know who I was outside of you. And because I knew that I had found someone that I could be a thousand percent myself in front of, and I didn't really crave that in relationships since I just knew that I could be that with you. I definitely didn't enjoy the separation piece. Whereas I think you always had more individuality than I did. See, I would have thought the opposite way. I would have thought like, I'd look at you and be like, okay, she's so funny. She's so many friends. Everyone loves her. She's doing her thing. She has her, um, what's that phrase? Like each toe in, in a different water. <laughs> I'm trying to say that you have connections in many places like you had SOAR and then you had you know the PLC girls and then you had you know the Dunboyne girls and then you had you know your Cordoff girls to an extent and I was very much like I only have her and then I was going into college and I I was the opposite I was like I don't know who I am I have no individuality I know I want to do music that's about all I know about myself do you know what I mean so that's why that time I think was crucial and it was scary because I didn't necessarily plan or want to grow away from you but it 
for me it naturally happened yeah. and if I think about it I go ah oh, you know I don't see her that much anymore but it's grand you know we're still us I don't think anyone ever took your place I think I, I became really close with other friends I couldn't duplicate our relationship anywhere else when we came back to each other it's the strongest our friendship has ever been because we had the exact same banter the exact same <laughs> friendship except we had more boundaries you introduced boundaries to me it's so important because now if it was today let's say the tables were turned and I was going through like a really hard time yeah kind of like uh, I mirrored what what we went through years ago like when you were staying in my house imagine I came over and I stayed in your house for like three weeks straight and I was so sorry I just you know I need to crash here I can't be at home I feel like now we'd be in a position for you to be like listen you are welcome here but you need to get some kind of plan you know what I mean you yeah. can't be you can't be here every day like this is you know it's my life yeah. where I feel like if that was beforehand we didn't have them boundaries and we're just like oh I guess it is what it is you know well actually I couldn't see you kicking me out of your house so I'll probably take that back I think I'd last maybe three days with you living here I have to stop myself from punching myself in the face when we're eating together like I, oh, yeah. I said we couldn't last longer than three days I'm not even that like I'm not even that bad <laughs> you I, think are. Just, I think you're hypersensitive I'm not the worst either I'm really not you are I know I, I uh, know. Are you serious? So you're saying I'm one of the worst people like to eat because <laughs> yeah. I'm so loud and crunchy or no, yeah. I don't keep my mouth open. It's the breathing. It's it's OK. You're definitely not the worst eater. But there's just so much crunching going on. <laughs> Is that I'm fat? No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm watching a real life mukbang. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like heaven to me. I literally take out a pack of crisps and you're like, Alexa, volume 10. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> Imagine trying to eat just in peace and have a chat. Oh my god! <laughs> I I gaslight you. I'm like, it's that nice. It sounds lovely. Yes, that's actually what <laughs> you do. Like, What's yeah. the problem? I'm like, there is no problem. Okay. Anyway, back on topic. I feel like as well as learning about boundaries, we've also recently discovered what gaslighting is after watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and seeing how much Lisa Vanderpump gaslights people. Then we start having conversations about how gaslighting was impacting our lives from friendships outside of our own. So it's time to stop talking about our own friendship for a minute. Yeah. Sorry. How much twisting of my arm did it take you to make me realise that Lisa Vanderpump is a gaslighter? Always. Like even when everyone's saying she, she's a manipulator, she manipulates her friends. I was like, no, she doesn't. Like, these are all like thinking about this way too much much and now it's all clicked with me tiny subtle things very mm. small words very simple sentences have a massive impact on like her goal and her friendships you know what i mean now yeah. lvp you're listening i love you and <laughs> I, I i love you so much but it's a good example of you know a toxic friend <laughs> but it also it it makes sense that you ignored that in her because there's also one or two people in your own life at the time that were like gaslighting you to fuck. Yeah, exactly. And from the outside looking in, it's like you were oblivious to the fact that you were being gaslighted. How has gaslighting impacted you? It's been very blurry and very, I feel like I just, the word subjective just comes to my head. People around me saying, yo, XYZ is gaslighting you by doing XYZ. And mm -hmm. I say, oh no, that's just them because they're just that kind of person, you know, like they need me and you know, they, they, they're relying on me and they wouldn't do that to me, you know what I mean? That was me being kind of naive and not realising how much of a hold XYZ had, you know, over me. So my relationship with gaslighting has been eye-opening. I'm sure I've done it myself in the past, never like, um, never uh, continuously, never like a pattern. It's not something that I do often or not something that I think of, but it's now something that I can easily recognize in, in a friendship after going through it myself just having one of your closest friends going through so much time with them to realize that they didn't have the best intentions for you the whole time it's really hard it's really weird 
and it's upsetting you know what I mean I remember like one of the days so you're on the phone call with them and I was on FaceTime on your laptop listening to your conversation anyone hearing that right now like listening to it and going oh my god that's so shady it's not like this girl like you to me are like the second side of my brain like you know what I mean it's not to be like look what they're saying I'm like I need you to evaluate this because I don't know if I get played like an Irish fiddle I don't know what's going on <laughs> and exactly. you were I literally I was. Was on the page. this is gaslighting like literally you would be talking about how you were feeling and like literally like you were like the kindest person ever like no, you wouldn't fuck anybody over to me that was like okay maybe I should step back and uh, appreciate what they're saying and then I'm like wait a minute hold up you know I'm not I'm not talking about any of that I'm like you know you're not hearing anything I'm saying mm-hmm. like you're just you're just uh completely overlooking everything I'm saying to think okay well what can I do to make him realize that he's in the wrong actually and he should still give me what I need from this friendship and that's that's when I realized it but like to say girl that person was composing the Julie string section of future nostalgia on me played like a fiddle <laughs> I feel like this is things that should be taught, like healthy friendships versus toxic friendships. Because mm-hmm. if either of us were to gaslight each other at this level of our friendship and this stage in our friendship, first of all, the first red flag would be if you couldn't say to me, you're fucking gaslighting me, stop doing that. Like that would be the first red flag that you don't feel comfortable to do it. And then the second red flag would be if you did say it and I attacked back because exactly. I would be gaslighting. Or in a healthy friendship, if something doesn't feel right, you should be able to say it like that person they might not be a romantic person but you're choosing them to be in your tribe so why let them away with talking to you like shit a true friend wouldn't talk to you the way like people like that would with our friendship i feel like it's very very equal and it's very balanced and there's no bad intentions it hasn't always been that way you know what i mean of course there was dips and peaks and and boundaries that we weren't aware of that were kind of crossed and didn't realize but true like 11 years you know you form and you and you work and we honestly we did work on our friendship mm-hmm. I didn't actively ever work on it but this whole time I, I have been working on it and now we're at a place that we're able to sit down and have this conversation you were like I didn't actively work on it and I was in the back like fucking learning how to become a witch so that I could manifest <laughs> back into my life but anyway what do you think is one of the things that you've learned most about friendships you need to see who's going to show up. If they don't show up, well, then, you know, maybe they had a valid reason. If they don't have a valid reason, maybe they're not your girl. You know what I mean? They're not who you thought they were for you. Because something like a parent passing away, that's major. And, like, whether you're comfortable with grief or you're comfortable with loss or not, you're going to say, you let's at least get a coffee and take your mind off it. We don't even have to talk about people dying. Oh, my God, 110%. Not every friend is a friend that's going to be there for the hard stuff. You need the friends that are kind of surface level that you'll just have a good time with as well. But if you're putting constant energy trying to grow a friendship and you're the only one showing up in an emotional kind of way, bitch, walk away from that shit because you're not a therapist. You're not getting paid for that. If it's not two ways, don't do it. You're kind of leaning into like a bit of disappointment there. So I'm going to... I'm going to touch on that real quick if that's okay. I'm, I'm going to feel it inside. I'm grateful for every, like, you know, gaslighting situation that's happened because it just gives you more intelligence. Do you know what I mean? You'll most likely never run into any issues again because you'll be able to catch it straight away. And what do you appreciate most about friendships that you do have? Um, I think the friendships that I do have... Do you know what I appreciate most is that I feel like everyone in my tribe, I'm still trying to figure out my tribe, they're just real. They're real people. I, I get... They're genuine. They'll say what they feel. They'll be honest. Even like just work friends of people that I work with, they're real and I enjoy their company. And I know that they're friends with me because they enjoy my company and the ones that I have now, my friendships, I don't feel anyone's trying to rinse me of anything. That's that's probably my favorite thing about all my friendships right now. It takes some like uh, learning 
by trial and error you know what I mean but I haven't done this in the past so many times and it's gone tits up so why don't I actually try stand up for myself a tiny bit and maybe things will be easier for me and they are they are boundaries are set some mm-hmm. friendships are cut. Something I noticed with us, maybe it's because we're queer, and I feel like a lot of queer people do this, but like a lot of our friends become our family. You needed that because you, you've never really had like a rock solid family, you know, not like me where I've grown up in the same house that I've been in my whole life. You know, you've been bouncing around like no, no stability. Okay, there's potential for me to go on a bit of a tangent here, but I think now that I'm a little bit older I can see just how much beauty and like power has come from not growing up in a traditional household where all of your siblings have the same mom and dad and where you live with all your siblings and you live with your mom and dad like for me not all of me and my brothers and sisters have the same parents and there's so many of us like there's 10 of us all together so we're all kind of spread all over the place and grown up I never saw them as my half or my step siblings and like even my stepdad I never saw him as my stepdad I just knew I loved them the same way I love my dad and I think then when it came into my friendships if I love someone like they're my family I'm just going to see them as family and I'm just going to accept them with my heart wide open because that's all that matters like I think when you grow up and you don't really know where your exact place is in the family tree or you don't really know how much love you're going to take up in your parents heart because there's so many of you I think that just kind of has you programmed to love people unconditionally and I don't think I'd be the person I am today if I didn't grow up the way I grew up because I just love love I love platonic love it's so funny because romantic love I'm allergic to it but I love platonic love and what excites me so much Aaron like we're literally 22 and 23 we haven't met half the people we're gonna love and that excites me so much you have me saying that to everyone even like last night is in workman's drunk off my tits and they're talking to like a 19 year old and she's like i just like me and my best friend are fighting and i was like baby you don't even know half the people you're gonna love in your life by the time you're 25 you'll have a whole new best friend an amazing person hey you won't have a whole new best friend by 25 well i could <laughs> let's talk about points in our life that we've realized how much we appreciate our friendships Okay, so this one's going to sound a bit obvious, but yeah, I'm taking the reins, by the way. Um, This one might sound a bit obvious, but so I've, I was in a relationship the past four years, since I was 18, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's actually another factor about our friendship, just to dip into that real quick, that like when we grew apart, I also got in a relationship, that person becomes your person. They become your companion. They become your partner. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, I I am a believer that is what happens in a relationship. But everyone, probably not. But most people, I I really do think it does. Because you naturally want to spend all your time with them. Because they have all the qualities of a friend and a lover and a romance. And, you know, know, they can suit your sexual needs most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) And so that, that was also a big factor. Because I, not only had I... Grown, grown away from you and went into a whole different scenario college like where you weren't there every day but I'd also found someone who I was spending a lot of my time with mm-hmm. so together for four years we obviously were broken up now so I always had you throughout our relationship uh my relationship with him I mean but we were never as close you know let's say if when I stay with you like back in Town, this is fun and I'm having fun I just want to you know be with him and when coming out of my relationship that's when I was like and I knew I knew like the minute we we broke up and like he told me I was thinking in my head shit I need to bounce back on my girls I know I have these girls so now I'm going to use them now I'm going to appreciate my friendships and that's honestly what I've done. Like, since we've broken up, I've seen you so much more. When I broke up my boyfriend, I, I realized I appreciate my friends. But it's true. Like, you know, 
because I felt so alone I still do feel quite lonely to be honest like because I don't have that person by my side constantly like I did and even when he's not here I I still felt you know I have him if I need him so that's been kind of weird sorry this is actually just uh, a monologue about my life <laughs> I okay. keep talking what's the point that I realized the importance of my friendships right now I'm actually in that stage right now yeah. I'm realizing it right now and like I'm talking if I say right now one more time end this recording <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how much I shut people out just by not telling them like you know what I'm up to little yeah. things so listen everything happens for a reason I'm a, I'm a firm believer of it so you always made the interactions worthwhile that's good because I always I was always conscious of that and god I never wanted to be that couple holding hands with your friend in the back seat you know what I mean hey oh, sorry <laughs> sorry that's you <laughs> no it's okay don't worry <laughs> you do your thing I do mine and look it works but that's people good. are single as ever but whatever <laughs> I'm like yeah you can definitely find that person it's not gonna work out though but you can definitely <laughs> find them for a while <laughs> I have no regrets I, I wouldn't like if I could rewind and go through college single that sounds kind of fun but I <laughs> that's, gonna, that's gonna be like yeah I wouldn't and I'm like well, maybe. <laughs> and what about you? Thank you very much. And to you, please. Because I'm a depressed bitch, like there's so much different traumas. What I appreciate most in friendships is when the trauma happens, but we choose laughter and not in an avoidance way. Obviously, I'm, I'm thinking of our friendship because you're here, but I know there's so many amazing friends I have that allow this for me. I can literally FaceTime you like sobbing, crying. Like I, I'm thinking of a time when I was living in the last house I was in and I was like sobbing, crying on the FaceTime to you, talking about something that was going on after my mom died. And yeah. literally like seconds later, we were just laughing. Like, I think I appreciate my friends most in those moments because it doesn't serve me to sit in the sadness for too long. But I think I can't really access the happiness. Hopefully now the fucking antidepressants will kick in soon enough. I can't usually access that happiness on my own, knowing that there's like one or two people I can call. If I want to talk about it, talk about it. But if I want to laugh about anything else, we can laugh about it. Yeah, I think that's something I appreciate my friend the most. I like even going back to when your mom died, like what did you realise that you appreciate when she passed away? I don't know if you can relate to this because obviously your dad passed away as well but I know you were a bit younger I feel like no matter what me and my mom went through like there was always a level of love there so when she died I was like where the fuck do I put this love I saw the people like who were literally surrounding me like in the church and like even after that I was literally living in my mom's house or my stepdad's house in the box room on the bottom bunk of my little sister's bedroom because I had nowhere to live I was so allergic to accepting help at that point I think I appreciated the friends most that they didn't they didn't say, hey, let me help you. They just did it. Like they just showed up for me in a way that I didn't feel really vulnerable in it. I did put a question box on my Instagram for us to do a live before. And I picked um, I picked a lovely one for us to end on. Just one. Oh, it's a question? Yeah. Oh, cool. From who? Um, Roisin Crahan. Roisin Crahan asked the question. But it was what's our favourite and least favourite thing about each other? <laughs> okay, I think my least favorite thing about you would have to be I kind of have a duo. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, just can't decide. <laughs> One is like when it comes to musicals, maybe she has nothing but time for this this kind of song. You'll be in the kitchen like, where did I go? Then I found you on the rope. Oh no no no! And I'd be like, can we just listen to some? god damn i don't know beyonce or something <laughs> your love for musicals just grain on me i wouldn't say it's my least favorite thing about you but it's something that i think i just need to adjust to more it's just that i never realized how like scattered you are you know what i mean like 
sorry that sounds really aggressive i think it's the tapping into your adhd that you're now diagnosed with sorry to expose you to the world i could comfortably just sit on my bed and just relax you know what i mean yeah i'd have to get up and do something but like i've seen just from spending so much time with you like where your mind goes i'm gonna go for a walk soon and i'm like no <laughs> do you know what i mean sometimes i feel like i'm not on your your energy level but that's okay but i wouldn't say it's my least favorite thing about you it's just um uh, maybe it's just something that i need to I need to get rid of in you. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be lighting the black candles to get rid Honestly, of Honestly, I'm going make her relax. Give her retinol. <laughs> I'm joking. No, it's not that bad. I think that, okay, it's definitely the ADHD kicking in. But I also think it's it. I think that you're bored when when we're doing nothing. And I get afraid that you're going to want to go home then. I'm like, I don't want to do Yeah. Oh, no. I'll I'll get to my favorite thing soon. God, I'm going to find that one hard. (laughs) You wake up so damn early. You do this thing where you like to play music in the morning to wake me up. And you'll choose my favorite song. But it's like adding salt to a healed wound. You know what I mean? The wound is healed, so it's not really hurting, but it's still very irritating. Like the salt is falling on it. And I'll wake up and I'll hear, lifts me up, give me a star. And I'm like, I appreciate the effort. But damn, girl, we don't wake up at 7 a.m. in my house. We're waking up at 10 a.m. No, the day is gone by then. And listen, I like waking up early. But when you just smoked a few joints, (laughs) you know, you're trying to get that good sleep in and you're trying to chill with a capital C. Damn. Okay, my turn to say what I don't like about you. Okay. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I actually don't know. The really? Food, the food thing is like the main one that comes to mind. I hate how you eat. But I feel like that's a general thing. You hate that with everyone. True. I can do a fourth one. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the one? You get really, really grumpy sometimes. Why? <laughs> Okay, okay. Let me rephrase. I only have two ounces of serotonin that I can use a day, and it's between the hours of seven a.m. and nine a.m. And I'm extra happy that you're in my house. I come out and I'm all happy, and you literally shit all over my parade. Like, Aaron, look at this funny TikTok I found. Aaron, look at this. So I have crust in my eyes. (laughs) The Sandman paid a visit, and I can't even see in front of me. But I hate it. I'm like, and I, I can't, it takes you so long to wake up. Like we would be in the middle of the cafe, I'd say about an hour and a half in. And finally, like you get a bit of life into you. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I'm like, thank God. I settled in. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. And do you know what? I like to think of, and you're going to deny me to the ground, but I like to think of myself as a morning No, fuck off. Oh, here we go. Because no, your morning is like fucking 12 p.m. True. I'm an afternoon person. <laughs> I hate how you talk about your body. I think oh. you're so fatphobic, but towards yourself. I'd have to be fat to be fatphobic, so that's kind of weird. <laughs> that's kind of weird, actually, because that doesn't make sense. I'd uh, think about it, because I'm not fat, so I have to be fatphobic. Anyway, in next week's episode, we'll be talking about... Yeah. Okay, that's episode two. What are you talking about? <laughs> I love how you look. I love everything about you. So um, I just, yeah, I hate that. We talk about that so much with each other. I know. Honestly, I, not being bad, but you are kind of worse worse for it than I am. Hey, I'm going to tell you what I don't like about you. <laughs> Sorry, that's number five. I'm so bad for it, but I hate hearing you talk about yourself that way. Because you empathize with it and you're like, oh my God, I don't want you to feel the horrible pain that I feel. Literally. Okay, I think my favorite thing about you would be 
kind of contradicts what I don't like about you. I don't like your energy when I'm not on the, on the wave. Listen, we're not going to be around the bush. You're a depressed bitch. But you have one of the most like optimistic minds, you know what I mean, that I've ever come across. And that's lovely. And you, you always like see the best in things. And you just have such a great energy that, you know, I don't say YOLO, but you have like a YOLO energy. You do only live once. So like, let's make the best of it. And I guess, sorry, I'm morphing lots of things into this one answer. But I guess my favorite thing about you is just who you are. I think that's really broad, but that is like, I, I do, I like every aspect of your personality. You're such a, a well-rounded person. And there's so many qualities that I see in, that I see in you that I see in myself also. And then there's so many things I pick up from you, you know, like spreading kindness to other people. And I, I was getting a drink the other night and this guy was serving me. And I was kind of half flirting and half compliment. You <laughs> got me a drink. And I was like, oh, I love your nails. And I'm like, oh, that's something, you know, Megan's kind of taught me to do because you always compliment people. And he's just like, thanks. And I was like, yeah, I'm never listening to her again. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why didn't you kiss me? That usually works for her. <laughs> why didn't he pay for the drink? <laughs> yeah, that was probably crap on but no, that was so nice. Yeah, I don't want to sound like I'm like stealing what you said. I definitely feel like the luckiest person in the world to have a best friend like you because I don't think there's many people like you out there. I think like a lot of people would kill to have someone like you in their life. Like you're just, first of all, hilarious. Like my whole family adore you. Like the words I'd use to describe you is first of all, hilarious, safe and loving. The safety is there to be whatever. Um in like the most beautiful way possible and I just see how like you adopt in the the people in society that would be like at the bottom like you go out of your way to make feel loved the same way you'd go out of your way to make me or Maeve or Kaylin your mom feel loved you know like you have this ability to make people feel seen in a way that's pure like you're not doing it for any reason other than they're in front of you and you want them to feel loved I love this thank you so much for having the chat listen I've really enjoyed this and I would like to do it again sometime. Bitch, you're doing it with me every time. Yeah, grand. Okay. Just making, <laughs> making sure that was set. Yeah, so I really enjoyed this and I'm very excited for the next conversation. Okay, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Don't forget to rate, like, subscribe. Um... <laughs> okay, moment to close out the episode. It's me, Aaron, your boy. So we'll see you here in two weeks tuesday two weeks when we go into our next episode thank you so much for listening please don't forget to follow what's your why on spotify so you are notified of when a new podcast is uploaded rate it up give us high ratings so we can actually we because we're a team so we can actually you know get out to more people and don't you think other people want to hear us talk shit <laughs> are we allowed to curse on spotify i i hope so because i've cursed this whole episode yeah i think i think we are so listen happy 420 we'll see you in two weeks for some more real talk tuesday conversations